Hello and welcome to another edition of the Daily News from the No Trump News Network, where we'll be discuss all the news that doesn't have anything to do with the president or his tweets. I'm your host, Naveed, and today we'll be talking about winners and losers in the primaries, healing after yet another school shooting, and a sex scandal at USC. But first, I want to start with a story about a transgender bathroom court case in Virginia. Please make sure to subscribe so you can get our daily updates and leave your comments. We want to hear from you. Stay tuned. On Tuesday, a Judge Arenda L. Wright Allen ruled that the school board in Gloucester County violated Gavin Grimm's rights by requiring students to use the men's or women's bathrooms in accordance with their biological sex. This happened because Grimm, who graduated from Gloucester High School in 2016, actually, or 2017, began telling people he was a boy when he was only a sophomore. The principal, being a reasonable person, allowed Grimm to use the boys' bathroom. The school board passed the bathroom ban in response to the principal allowing this student to use the boys' bathroom. Uh, Now, this case has dragged on for four years uh, because it actually went to the Supreme Court before they sent it back to the state. Um, And even though Grimm had already moved on, this case, this ruling, could actually help transgender students throughout the country. Um, So this is, you know, a really great... Great result, even though it took some time. Next, we'll be talking about the shooting at a Texas high school, so stay tuned. There was another school shooting, this time at Santa Fe High School near Houston, Texas. There's been quite a different response to this one compared to Parkland, which was just three months ago, by the way. Instead of speaking out for gun control, the survivors at Santa Fe High School don't think guns are the problem. Uh, A couple of students were quoted in the Washington Post saying, I don't think guns are the problem. I think people are the problem, or words to that effect. Um, Ten people were killed uh, by a person who was able to, you know, take his, uh, take some weapons that he found that he didn't own, um, and killed ten people, eight students, two adults. Um, There's no argument that... I I don't see the argument that if we had if we had some of the rules and regulations that I've talked about in the past in place, this wouldn't have happened. Um, so if they don't think guns are the problem, what do you think is the problem? Um, because just saying people that doesn't make sense. This is a unique problem uh, to our country in this modern era. So it's another tragedy. We're you know going to recover from it, but. I hate to even say it, but it's it's going to happen again and again and again uh, until we step up and do something about it. The president of the University of Southern California is being asked to resign in a letter signed by more than 200 professors. This stems from a 2016 complaint against the university gynecologist named George Tyndall which led to the school's Office of Equity and Diversity to unearth even more complaints. The complaints they have records of go all the way back to 2000, and there might even be more um, that they don't have records of. Apparently, the good doctor was conducting improper pelvic exams on female students and making inappropriate comments of a racial and sexual nature. The university president, C.L. Max Nikias, is being accused of not protecting students and faculty by allowing the doctor to remain on staff despite these allegations of misconduct. 
This reminds me of the uh, Larry Nasser case at Michigan, uh, which was just not too long ago, uh, and the Jerry Sandusky case at Penn State. If you remember, that was a couple of years ago, but Penn State uh, case, both the beloved football coach, Joe Paterno, and the university's president were, were fired. Cases like this are sickening because, you know, you, as, a, as a parent, as a student, you put your trust in these institutions, and when they allow abuse like this to happen, it's sick. What do you think? Should the president of the university be fired uh, if they knew about these allegations and, from my point of view, basically just try to brush it under the rug? Uh, send me your comments. You can at me on Twitter at Army of Navid. With your in, with your comments, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Primary elections were held in four states today. Uh, well, yesterday, and the results are in. Alphabetically, we'll go to the second congressional district of Arkansas first where Democratic State Rep. Clark Tucker has won with 58% of the vote. Uh, he, Since he got 58% of the vote, there won't be a runoff, and he'll face Republican Rep. French Hill in November. Um, some, you know, the, A lot of Democrats thought that Jared Henderson would, would win, but he didn't even place in the top four uh, of, the, of all the Democratic candidates. Anyway, Clark Tucker is a lawyer and a Harvard graduate who survived cancer. Hopefully he's ready to defeat Representative French Hill, who's, that's his real name, no gimmicks. French uh, supports a border wall, though he's trying hard to be a, a thoughtful Republican by publishing think pieces about how border security is so important. Um, but the bottom line is he supports the wall. Um, the district has an interesting electoral history, though. Since 2000, it's voted for a Republican presidential candidate by larger and larger margins, you know, starting at like 49%, 50%, 51 52 and going on up from there. Um, but even as they did that, they re-elected a Democratic congressman until 2011. So maybe this time, this is the year that Democrats can flip it back. Moving on to Kentucky. Kentucky's 6th district... Uh, Democratic voters face a choice between the DCCC's pick, Jim Gray, and upstart candidate Amy McGrath. Jim has been mayor of Lexington, Kentucky since 2010. He's a very popular uh, guy, and he's had a, run a pretty good campaign um, until Friday or, or late last week, uh, where he launched a pretty stupid negative attack ad. Amy McGrath grew up near Covington, and since then, she's lived around the country and the world, serving our nation. We're all grateful for that. But now she's running for Congress to represent the one place she's never lived, here. In fact, she moved here from Maryland just last year to run for Congress. We honor Amy McGrath's service. But shouldn't she live here for a while before she tries to represent us? So what you just heard was Jim Gray's ad attacking Amy McGrath for not living in the district while, you know, she was serving uh, our country. That's so dumb that I, I wouldn't be surprised if it turned out that whoever approved that ad is a secret GOP spy sent to sabotage Jim Gray's campaign. 
Whoever approved that ad should never work in democratic politics again. Amy McGrath was an F-18 fighter pilot in Iraq and Afghanistan. Now, there's no excuse to try to say that, oh, she is not from here. She doesn't... No, she wasn't living here because she was serving our country. If anyone knows what our country needs, it's going to be her. And not just by virtue of her service, but by uh, virtue of who she is. And if you look at her, look at her, into her, her and her platform, you'll see that. Um, now, she's going to be facing the 6th District's incumbent, Andy Barr. You may recall that Barr held a disastrous town hall about a year ago where he was booed for saying that the Affordable Care Act was in a death spiral. Now, interestingly enough, this district has flipped between Republicans and Democrats five times in the last 40 years. So maybe this is uh, my, this time Andy's in a death spiral and this district will get flipped again uh, by Amy McGrath. Moving on to Texas, in the Lone Star State, Lupe Valdez successfully turned out voters as the first openly gay Latina to win the Democratic nomination for governor. She's going to face an uphill battle, though, against the immensely popular Republican incumbent, Greg Abbott. In Texas's 7th district, around Houston, the DCCC's chosen candidate, Lizzie Fletcher, defeated the progressive Laura Moser in yet another blow to the Bernie Sanders wing of the party. You may recall that the DCCC dumped their internal opposition memo on Moser uh, a few months ago and supposed and supported Fletcher. Uh, not the type of party unity that's going to win general elections, but it's the primary, so I guess all is fair. In another defeat of uh, you know the Bernie Sanders wing of the party, Air Force veteran Gina Ortiz-Jones defeated Our Revolution-endorsed Rick Trevino in Texas's 23rd district, which encompasses San Antonio in southwest Texas. Um, it just seems that most, I think most, if not all, the candidates that were endorsed by um, you know, Our Revolution or any of the far-left uh, groups including Bernie Sanders uh, have you know have or have been endorsed by Bernie Sanders have not been winning so it's been uh interesting to see that kind of backlash against the Bernie Bros I guess In the Peach State the governor's race is wide open due to term limits first the Republican candidate Lieutenant Governor Casey Cagle is facing a clown car of other Republicans, including State Senator Michael Williams. Williams is best known for sponsoring a deportation bus, which is basically a blue, a bus, a school bus that is painted blue, uh, which reads on the back in part, Danger, stay back 1,000 feet. Murderers, rapists, kidnappers, and other criminals on board. Follow me to Mexico, in all caps. And underneath that, Michael Williams for governor. Well, it didn't pay off for him. Actually, Williams didn't even get 5% of the vote, unsurprisingly. Uh, now, there's going to be a runoff between Casey Cagle and State Secretary of State Brian Kemp. Kemp also made some uh, headlines when he ran ads showing him holding a, a shotgun and talking to a 
boy who is a potential suitor for one of his daughters. Uh, and, the, and the boy in the ad said, respect and a healthy appreciation for the Second Amendment are requirements for wooing the uh, Secretary of State's daughter. Yeah, real classy. Well, lucky for, luckily for us, the Democratic candidates were two outstanding choices, difficult to pick from, but Georgia voters chose Stacey Abrams as their candidate, making her the first black female uh, candidate in the country, and if she wins, she'll be the first black female governor in American history. And it's a big deal, uh, especially in the, you know, the great state of Georgia, where, I've, you know, where I lived for, for a short time. Um, it's a wonderful place, and I'm really glad to see Stacey Abrams, who has an outstanding platform, uh, you know, be elevated to this level. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what she can do in Georgia. And to round out today's election coverage in Georgia's 6th District, you might remember that Representative uh, Karen Handel defeated John Ossoff by a four-point margin back in 2017. Now, the Democrats are hoping that a different candidate can flip the deep red uh, district for the first time since 1978. Since nobody got more than 50% of the vote in the primary, there will be a runoff between the top two candidates. Gun control activist Lucy McBath will be facing businessman Kevin Abel on July 24th, I believe. Don't quote me on the date. Kevin Abel is kind of an interesting character because he actually immigrated to the U.S. from South Africa uh, with his family when he was a teenager. Since then, he uh, founded a technology business and he's very successful. Uh, so this should be a you know, pretty interesting race. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens here in Georgia. So those are all of the notable election results. I want to hear from you. What do you think? Does this mean that the Bernie Sanders wing of the Democratic Party isn't working the way we thought it was? Will there be a backlash from that wing during the general election? Is the blue wave real or is this all just hype? I want to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at Army of Naveed so we can talk about it. Uh, Or you can always send me a message um, through anchor.fm. And as always, don't forget to to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, whether it's on Apple, Google, or anywhere else. And if you want to hear the podcast elsewhere, send me a message. Let me know where you want me to post it, and I can definitely do that. That's all for today's episode of the No Trump News Network. Thank you for joining us.